You're listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the latest Sourced Property Podcast with me, Emma, and I've also got Steve with me. Hello. So today's podcast is a bit of a special one. Obviously, we've been off the radar for a few weeks. We've had so much on. Uh, We've been very busy uh, working on new websites and also our huge landmark development in Manchester. So today's podcast is going to be around the development in Manchester, which is called Regent Plaza, and it is on the main road leading into Manchester called Regent Road. So Steve, do you want to tell me a bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So some of you may already know, people that are listening, we purchased a rather large plot of land on Regent Road going into Manchester back in February time this year. And as Emma quite rightly said, today is a bit of a special just to give investors that have invested and bought plots off plan to give them a bit of an update of where we are and also people that are looking to invest to give them an understanding of what we're looking to do with the plot of land, with the development, uh, the features, the benefits, and an overall view really of Manchester, I suppose, which is quite a nice tie into the educational side to talk about you know Manchester as a whole. Is it flooded with flats? You know, that's a comment that you do come across and hear. People say, you know, we'll get off the train and all you can see is cranes. Personally, I think that's a good thing, but it's taking it all into account and that's what we're going to touch on in this podcast. Fab. So if we just kick straight into kind of a bit of an introduction on Regent Plaza, there's going to be 525 units, is that right? Yeah, so 525 apartments plus some commercial space spread across five blocks in total. So the site previously was uh, a public house and several warehouses. It's now been um, knocked down. So we've just had hoarding going up around the site very recently. The site's in a, in a good place in terms of site investigations taking place and moving forward quite quickly. So this has got all the planning permission in place and, and all the plans are drawn up and everything? Planning permission is in place. We actually purchased it with planning permission already there. So when we took over the site, we knew that we could act a little bit quicker. Incidentally, we are looking at potentially changing some of the plans to make some of the apartments um, a little bit more appealing in one of the larger blocks. But... It doesn't affect really what we've we've currently marketing and uh, and what's advertised at the moment. Can you tell me the challenges that you faced initially with a scheme this big? It's important to exactly what you've just said. It's a large scheme, so a lot of people looked at it and thought, you know, maybe it's too big a scheme. Too big a scheme. So I think that's one of the first challenges. The second challenge really is you're not just creating a block of apartments that you're going to sell or, or rent to uh, tenants. You something this size and this scale it's about the community so it's also looking at the resources that you can put in place it's looking at the space that the people have and that's one of the really nice things about these apartments and one thing that when we looked at i think we were looking in total at three sites one of the sites we'd actually gone quite far down the line with but didn't quite work and this one stood out more so because it's a mixture of one beds two beds apartments one bed two bed and three bed apartments sorry uh, with some townhouses as well but it, it's the space of those apartments you know they are larger than average manchester apartments and i know particularly down south that there kind of becomes this norm of small apartments as many as you can in an area and that sometimes loses the community because you're not filling it with families whereas we've got quite a large amount of three bedrooms we've got very spacious even one bedrooms so it gives them a better flow. One of the really nice things that we've done, we created a fly through the apartments 
and it gives you a real feel for actually how large they are and how much space there is. And the other key thing as well, I'd say, not so much a challenge, but one of the things that really attracted me when I looked at it is the way the five blocks are laid out from a kind of bird's eye view. You've got a real big community uh, space in the centre. So again, it's about kind of creating that community and that was one of the key things we wanted to get across when we were looking. Other challenges are, are standard challenges, so things along the lines of actually selling the units, you know, working with the right agents, working with the right people to promote it in the right way and, and get our message across that we're not just looking to build a block of standard box apartments. These are luxury apartments we're in a fantastic location and uh, make sure we're hitting the, the right types of investors. Touching on that community side of things, as well as the communal garden area that you kind of touched on and courtyard, it's also got things like a gym, hasn't it? And like like a reception. and Yeah, the concierge area. Uh, again, it's about having that nice touch, but it's also having the, resort, the resources sorry, to look after the community and people that live there. So you've got that. You've got quite a large gym, to be fair, quite spacious. There's a cafe that we're going to be putting in place, which, again, it's, it's just building that kind of community feel. I think the resources that we've picked and have put in place, there's lots of parking, which is great and unusual for, for a development like this, particularly in its location. So, you know, I think all these things coming together give it that nice feel. And the design as well, we've paid a lot of time and attention to the design so that it fits in with the Manchester living. There is a buzz, there is that feel of city living. And I think it's important to reflect that when we were putting this together. Okay. And then just touching on it being in Manchester, obviously it's kind of on the main road of Regent Road. Can you talk about kind of the area where it sits exactly? What's nearby? What are the facilities? What amenities are nearby? Yeah, I mean, the probably the biggest one that most people know straight away is Media City because Media City is kind of developed from nothing over the last, what, five, maybe ten years. I'm trying to think of the, the time scale that's talking it's relatively close to Media City. You're fairly close to the University of Salford and Deansgate, and, and it's kind of in that sort of triangle, if you like. So it is in a really good spot in that respect. Close to the actual plot as well is Sainsbury's and a small retail park as well. So it is quite close to things that people will need in the area. Yeah, I mean, obviously the key thing and one of the, the big decisions behind us buying the site, Emma, I know that you were really interested, is it, it's very close to a KFC, so... <laughs> It's, uh, no, that, that wasn't the decided point, no. Um, yeah, you're it's right. McDonald's as well, isn't it? Oh, right, so you've done your research. <laughs> so, no, you're right. It's obviously in a location where, yeah, it's amenable. There's, there's, um, I think one of the things, again, with Manchester is being close to train stations and having that city living. It's a big, big uh, advantage, a big plus, particularly if you're an investor that's renting the property out because tenants look for things like that, whether it's close to the university, close to employment, close to transport links and all those key things. And it sits in a really nice position being able to offer that. Okay, fab. Let's just have a, a chat about what it's like to live in Manchester, what it's like to invest in Manchester. Obviously, Manchester is a massive city in the UK and it's got a massive student population. I think it's got the largest student population in Europe and a lot of international students as well. Again, one of the turning points for Manchester was the Northern Powerhouse. Manchester was always a key city in the north and then when the Northern Powerhouse was introduced, it kind of took Manchester to that next level. There was a lot of investment, there was a lot of infrastructure brought into Manchester and that's continued to grow and that reflects in the stats that Manchester offers, as you say, the, the student community. One of the things about the student community that's really interesting is 
not just the fact that they have students from so many different countries and such a large student numbers, but also the fact that the retention. So when people have actually finished at university being a student, it holds one of the highest retentions in the UK in terms of people staying in the city. And that's just a really nice reflection on, you know, the services, the way of life that people have in Manchester and, and how they're enjoying it and they're willing to stay on after university. Who are these apartments aimed at? Who are they being sold to? The main focus currently, obviously, with it being an off-plan development, are investors. So we have a lot of people that are looking to take advantage of the growth in Manchester and purchase off-plan, ready for tenants to move in and take advantage of the uh, rental guarantee that we're offering. So it'd be good, actually, to look at some of the investment stats of Manchester so we can see it as a, an area. Yeah. So with talking about the area and investing in Manchester, we actually pulled together a bit of a infographic comparing Manchester to London. Steve, can you just tell us about the differences and, and some of the stats that we've got on this infographic? I think some of the stats, you know, they're not going to surprise people, let's be honest. Everybody knows that London typically is low yields, but predominantly over the years has generated a high return. You know, what's happening in the market at the moment is, is they're not getting that return, unfortunately, they're not getting the growth. Instead, you've got Manchester, which is giving a, uh, their average yield or the highest yield, if you like, sorry, is 10.1%, which is in postcode M14. Whereas if you compare that to the highest yield we found in London, it was 4.81%, which is in E6. So to be fair, 4.81% is actually quite a good yield for London. Usually you're averaging around three, but you can see that there's a strong rental demand in that location. So when you actually talk then about the average house price, this is where it, it drops uh, a little bit. So Manchester uh, average house price, 237,000 compared to average house price in London, 478,000, almost 479,000. So there's a big, big difference there. And that's again, it's been over the years of the house growth, uh, the house price growth that uh, Manchester's just not been able to keep up. But that growth really changed. So in 2017, Manchester had an 11% price growth. Considering a lot of people, we go back to the comment I made at the very beginning where a lot of people turn around to us and say, is Manchester flooded or Liverpool flooded? Or you always hear that about certain areas, don't you? You hear that about hotspots, if you like. So Manchester's a great example. It's had fantastic growth. Now in 2007, 11%. Compare that to London's 2017 that's 2.6 percent that's a big big difference average rents again big difference london being 3265 manchester being 1221 so where we've always had this situation where the north and south divide if you like what's happened there is the north has always given you great returns but lower growth and the south has always given you great growth lower returns so it's actually flipped in some respects where Manchester currently is giving you great growth and great returns on the yields as well. And I think that's why people are looking at schemes like this, like Regent Plaza, where they're seeing this, that it's going to take 12 months to build. And during them 12 months, they're going to get further growth as well. So if we look at some kind of examples of actual Regent Plaza's growth and what we're forecasting, can you give us some figures on that? The growth is obviously very similar in terms of, you know, we, we believe it's going to continue. We are seeing that. We are seeing prices in and around Manchester doing the opposite to a lot of part of the countries uh, where they're still, you know, managing to grow. They're still managing to offer great returns and even rents are still carrying a little bit higher as well. I think what would be interesting is to look more along the lines of actually what's the net yield because a lot of people refer to a return or a yield and quite often they're referring to a gross 
And you know, one of the comments we use in a lot of our marketing is gross yield is vanity and net yield is sanity. And I think that's such a good phrase to use because people will turn around quite often and saying, oh, I'm getting a, a 7 or a 10% uh, return on my investment. But actually, when they take into account the costs, it could be 3 it could be 4%. And it's a big, big difference. If you look at these apartments where Regent Plaza is based, you know, if you take a one bed as an example, starting at £135,000, you're looking at an average rental income of um, £9,300 per year. And taking off the ground rent, taking off service charge, you're looking at a 6% return, net return. So it's actually still very healthy. I think that's one of the good things, and it's important that people and investors look at that. What is that net return rather than just hearing the word 6%, but then not realising they've got all the costs to come off the bottom of that as well. So yeah, that's a great, fantastic return for this project. And if you were to invest, let's have a little chat about the, the partners and the team that are putting together these apartments. Doing a development of this size and of this nature it's important to make sure that you're bringing in an experienced team and, and that's exactly what we've done. So not only do we have really experienced legal team behind us, so we work with uh, Shoesmiths based in Manchester. They've got a great reputation and uh, and a good development team. So it's reassuring to be able to go to meetings and uh, have the team events where we, where we kind of all get together and planning meetings and have that experience sat around the table so as an example the architect Fletcher Ray so got a very good reputation in Manchester and they're actually the guys that did the scheme originally and got the planning permission so we, we did think it was quite important to bring them on board given that they already knew the scheme and they knew the boundaries that they could work within and it's the rest of the team really that follow that so we've got planning consultants we've got uh, engineering team design team insurance team in place and it's really important that we kind of bring everybody in and literally discuss where we're up to in the project how far we get in and make sure we're on track for um, for the phase dates that we've got in place so so just to touch on that obviously when we first looked at the scheme we appreciated look five 125 apartments is a large scheme but actually when you break it down into phases so we've got two phases on this site it means that we can manage it a little bit easier and the team that are in place can make sure it's delivered and that's really what we're doing the guys are working now currently heavily on phase one with a view to deliver that towards the end of next year fantastic so what are the next stages so when is the business looking to break ground currently we've got a site investigation taking place which is the second one and the guys are planning to be on site in the next couple of months realistically um, we do still have a, a little bit of the demolition to complete which is one of the smaller buildings we've kept for storage but yeah that that'll be finished and then we'll be moving on to going into the ground basically and starting the build so it's all the exciting stuff really that's happening a lot of the work that's been done today is more sort of design sales marketing and planning i suppose but yeah we've obviously been on site straight away really with the demolition and now's the next sort of stage of starting to see the construction take place and take shape it's the exciting part isn't it as you start going to the site we're, we're visiting the site on a weekly basis and this is when we're going to start seeing that transformation of the apartments come to life and where the blocks are laid out and the community space and all the different features it's got one of the things that we did actually very recently was we had their drone videos taken it's really nice to see a from the changes that have already taken place at this early stage and be the views from the different levels of the apartments there's some fantastic views over manchester they're the apartments that obviously people are jumping for straight away to get those views as well if anyone listening would like to look at the brochure we'll put some links down below and also we'll put in the infographic we spoke about earlier we'll also put in links to the drone footage 
and the fly-throughs too, so you can have a, a little gander at the site. So thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon. We promise we won't leave it as long next time. So thanks for listening and see you later. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Visit sourced.co for free training videos and blogs. 